I know you have heard this before. Work smarter, not harder. Ford has heard it too. That's why the Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. I mean, the pro-access tailgate alone is a game changer. It improves access to the bed and cargo, which makes it easier to load in tight spaces. See? Smarter. It's also got a mobile power source and pro power on board, so you can power up to 7.2 kilowatts outside your F-150 truck. That is definitely working smarter. And imagine what you can do with that power at your next tailgate party. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Talk is Jericho. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and Christian rock and roll. That's right, because today we're going to rock. We're going to rock for something new. We're going to rock for something true today on Talk is Jericho with two special guests, Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show and Howard Jones from the Devil You Know, Kill Switch Engaged. Here's the connection. It seems like a random collection of dudes. Here's the connection. All three of us love Christian metal, so we have this group text going, which I call Heaven's Metal. And today, all three of us are together doing the Heaven's Metal Meltdown. Here we are. We've got some great stories about going to see some of these bands live, including Striper, uh, Bloodgood, Baron Cross, White Cross, Guardian, talking about meeting some of our heroes, then eventually playing with them on stage. Both Richard and I have gotten up to play with Striper in recent years. We love Christian heavy metal. It was a huge, huge scene back in the 80s when there was all these bands coming out of the woodwork. Howard and I know them all, and Richard is an idiot savant when it comes to Striper. Well, half of those are true. Uh, it's got a great, great conversation with some good guys. Two dudes with hilarious laughs. Howard is, is, is a very funny guy. Howard is returning to uh, talk as Jericho. He is a TIJ alumni, which I just remembered right now. So you remember how funny he is. Some great stories uh, from our childhood and teenage years, trying to meet the bands, going to concerts, collecting albums, even cassettes. Remember those? How about catching Bibles from Striper? It's a great conversation. The Heaven's Metal Meltdown with Richard Christie and Howard Jones, but First, uh, very excited to say that uh, DDP is in the in the WWE Hall of Fame. It was a it was a very hectic weekend. It was a great weekend. That Hall of Fame ceremony was long. WrestleMania was even longer. It always amazes me that even with a seven hour show, that some matches still don't seem to have the time that they uh, that they deserve or should have. I thought my match was good. I thought uh, I, I felt the same way about quite a few about my, my WrestleMania matches. I, I remember the CM Punk one, the Edge one, the Regal one. A lot of people loved it. A lot of people say, "Oh, what a great match! One of my favorites of the show." I always come out of there going, "Yeah, it wasn't bad." I find that Mania has so much of a of a build up that it's hard to live up to the hype. Uh, I did that one year with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 19. We had the best match on the show, um, but it's hard. You know, there's a lot of uh, factors going 
into it, long show, who's on before you, who's on after you, uh, what kind of time you have. But bottom line is it was a, a great spectacle for everybody. And I really enjoyed the, the, the night after Raw where I just had the cameo appearance of uh, doing a promo and then getting powerbombed through a table. But I really enjoyed that promo. It reminded me a lot of, a, of an old-school rock promo where he would listen to the crowd and kind of get into it. Uh, I loved uh, Beach Ball Mania as Running Wild, which was fun for me. You crazy kids out there at the, at the, uh, at the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, and I, how I how I do those type of promos, I'm not sure how Rock did them. Maybe he would just listen to the crowd back in the day. But I always have a speaker beside the camera uh, so I can hear the live crowd. So it sounds like they're right beside me. And that gives me a little bit more uh, inspiration and motivation and a little bit more of, a, of an idea of what kind of timing I need to, uh, to make those promos work. So it was a great weekend and, and capped off by the Hall of Fame seeing uh, my good friend Diamond Dallas Page, one of the newest inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, get, standing up there do, giving a great speech, giving me uh, some props there, which I enjoyed as well. So it was cool to see that. And what an impact Dallas continues to make on people after wrestling. I'm talking about all the lives he's changed with his ddpy program and dallas is still so fired up about his hall of fame induction that he's extended his special hall of fame extravaganza right now uh you can still get 30 percent off the ddp yoga now app and all ddpy related merch at ddpyoga.com slash jericho celebrate with ddp by jumping on board the ddpy program and living a healthier life you guys have heard me talk about what ddp yoga has done for me now you're really going to hear it when the new fozzy single comes out in may the record's probably going to come out uh, in the summertime maybe a little bit later maybe early fall but you're going to hear my singing because the singing comes from the core and ddp yoga has helped strengthen my core you've seen the year i've had uh at the wb as well and that's thanks in part to ddp yoga and i do ddp yoga everywhere and anywhere i just open up the app and get to work wherever i am backstage at a venue in a hotel room the app makes it easy and it's got a whole new set of workouts on it so you'll never get bored the app has also got tips for healthy eating recipes to keep you on target it's everything you need to get on that path to healthy living and to stay on it and right now like i said you can get 30 percent off the ddp yoga now app and all related match at the ddpyoga.com slash jericho link that's 30 percent off hats how you doing t-shirts how you doing yoga mats how you doing heart monitors how you doing so much more just go to ddpyoga.com slash jericho this is the biggest sale ever on the ddpy program so take advantage of it and get on the path to healthier living at the same time just go to ddpyoga.com slash jericho that's ddpyoga.com slash jericho change your life today get in the best shape of your life mentally and physically do it now with the wwe hall of famer himself d DDP. Oh, yeah. Talk is Jericho. This is the. I'm here with Richard Christie and Howard Jones, and this is our. Uh, we call. It, I don't know what you guys call it on my group text. I call it Heaven's Metal. Is the name of the group text that I have. Sounds good. To me. Yeah. So this. Also- Shout out to Doug Van Pelt. <laughs> right off the bat, we just annihilated all of the people listening. Who is the uh, editor of uh, Heaven's Metal magazine? So this all started actually when Howard did my show a couple of years ago, a year ago, whenever it was. We started mm-hmm. talking about Christian metal, and I was like, Wow, the only other guy I've ever met that loves Christian metal as much as me mm-hmm. and you is. Is Richard Christie. <laughs> so 
I created this group text about so we could just talk about Christian metal, and now here we are. We've been waiting to do this for a while because we're actually going to go do this podcast, then we're going to go see Striper play to hell with the devil in its entirety, which is super exciting for, for all three of us, especially for you, Richard. Oh, yeah. I mean, I begged my parents to take me to see Striper on August 7th, 1987. <laughs> When they played the Kansas Expo Center with TNT and Loudness, I recorded the commercial off the radio and listened to it nonstop over and over and over. And, uh, and you still I, have it to this day? You I still have it. it. I you sent it to you. You dropboxed the commercial from 1987. That's yeah. mind-blowing, man. I'm a geek. I'm a striper geek, a proud striper geek. But uh, So I've been waiting uh, 30 years to see them play all of – and I don't even think back then they played the whole time. Oh, no, they the didn't. No, 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 they didn't. No. Did you ever see Striper in that time frame? I saw them on the In God We Trust tour. I okay. finally was old enough where my parents are like, okay, now in 1988, I was 14. They let me skip a day of school. They even wrote a doctor's fake like doctor's note for me. They were so cool. Uh, we went to Springfield, Missouri. It was Striper and White Lion, and uh, it it was my first concert ever. And aside from Man of War, the loudest concert I've ever seen. They wow. had wow. a wall of Mesa Boogie amps. And it was when Robert Sweet had two drum sets together. together. And he had the, the fireman's pole that he would slide down the pole down to the stage because his drums were up so high. And right. it, was, it was just amazing. My mom went with me and it was... Uh, you know, I always have to thank my parents for, for that giving experience. you the, the striper. Yeah. How, about, how about you, Howard? Did you see them in the eighties? Uh, no, I did, uh, no, I got to see them in the nineties once. But yeah, for me, it's like this is just going to be a fresh, a fresh memory. Like I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, because I mean, I I didn't get to see them back then, but I mean. Come on, to hell with the devil. That was the soundtrack. That's when I actually discovered my, oh, I can sing some high notes. <laughs> Where did you grow up again? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio, right. Yeah. So you have three guys here, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Columbus, Ohio, and you're... Uh, Redfield, Kansas. Okay, right. So that's three... Is that a place? <laughs> Is that it's real? A, well, it's about 40 people there. <laughs> it's three pretty distinct areas of the country, but they, I think one thing is that Striper's a very underrated band for us, how, how big they were yep. and how many people they influenced, you Absolutely. know? And I think, because um, I saw them in 1988 uh, to help uh, the uh, In God We Trust tour as well in Fargo, North Dakota. I had to drive down from Winnipeg. Was White Line White the Line was the opener. Yeah. Actually, I think it was probably in 89 at that point. Because they did, Hurricane was the opener on the second leg. Okay, we I had, wanted to go. I didn't get to go to the second we had leg. White, we had White Lion, and I drove down with a couple of my friends, and at the end of the night, uh, the people were gathered for the meet and greet, and I, I remember just ditching my friend. I said, I'll meet you outside in a bit, and I just got, uh, I pulled a Spicoli, you know, when he gets to the end of the line at the at the field trip and goes like, are you, are you in this class, Mr. Spicoli? I am today, and that's what it was like. I just, I just stood in the back of the line of like the meet and greets, and then I got to go and wait in the bleachers for Striper to come out, wow. and they gave us all a Bible, and I was so excited, but I had one of those cameras that you go, and then and you turn it, oh, yeah. but I had taken so many pictures, I only had two pictures left, and I got a picture with Oz, which turned out great, and I had a picture with Robert, who was my favorite at the time, and only half of the picture took. For some reason, like it was only half an exposure left. So when I took it to the store to get it developed, because you couldn't see the pictures back then instantly, I was so sad that I only got half of Robert Sweet. It's like I only wanted was Robert Sweet. I only got half of Robert Sweet. But I remember that just being how uh, the lights were so amazing, the drum set was huge. But but there was a jam packed hall, probably about I don't know two three thousand people. But Stripe yeah. Striper was huge back then. But if you were a metal guy. 
to be into Christian metal was not really the cool thing. No, it was not. Right? Absolutely not. I mean, they. I mean, they have a few platinum albums. I mm-hmm. mean, they, sure. Yeah, I mean, they were drawing, but yeah, it wasn't cool to to like something. It's like, oh wow, those are, those solos are spot on. The drumming solid. What? Oh, they're Christian? No, oh, no. Man. Right. Yeah, but that's immediately awesome. Turn right off. Yeah. But my friend, uh, my buddy Jerry, uh, who lives in L.A., is a huge Striper fan, too. He said it best. He's like, they were kind of the real rebels in the 80s because like, everybody else was doing you know, the dark right. kind of yeah. satanic, satanic stuff. stuff. They, they, they were rebels. They were doing the Christian metal. Yeah. And it, you know, you kind of had to keep it a little bit of a secret if you're a fan of them. And so they were kind of the rebels in the 80s. And, <laughs> and it was even like that with me. I remember one of my neighbors who was a metalhead, he was like, Oh yeah, this Van Striper. You better not tell anybody you like him at high school or at the time. Actually, I was in junior <laughs> high, so I was like, "Why?" I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with him being Christian. He's like, "Oh, it's just you know, it's not the cool thing." And Which is, so I was a little nervous telling people I was a Striper fan. But it's so funny because when you think about, it, okay, like you mentioned, like Venom, let's say, or Slayer, or, or Possessed. There's so many satanic metal bands. I say that quote unquote. But it's, so they're so over the top with the goat's heads and the upside down crosses. I mean, mm-hmm. King Diamond, there's nothing cheesier than King Diamond. If you look at a picture of him and listen oh. to his vocals, I mean, King Diamond's awesome. But, but those, he's my oh. other favorite singer. Well, see, so you have the Yang and Yang, right? I'm yeah. a huge, I, that, those are my two favorite bands, Striper and King but Diamond. But here's my point, that's interesting, but uh, well, I won't ask you a question about that. But my point is that he's so, like, if you're taking what people didn't like about Striper, mm-hmm. was the overt Christian lyrics and imagery and the high vocals. Yeah. It's the exact same thing with King Diamond, but opposite. Yeah. So why was King Diamond cool and Striper was not? It, it, it didn't make sense to me. But that's what drew me to King Diamond also is, like, I never, I kind of never judged people on what religion they were. Mm-hmm. And so that's why when I was younger, I just loved the music. I love Striper's music. I love the catchiness of it. And I, it didn't bother me at all that they were Christian. I mean, my parents were a little bit religious, but not too much. But... Uh, but it was the same with King Diamond. It didn't really bother me his what religion he was into. I loved his singing and I loved the, his the music. music right? So though, and I remember exactly when I saw it in Metal Edge magazine. I think it was 1989. Robert Sweet and King Diamond met at a one of those old foundation forums, <laughs> and they had a picture together in Metal Edge. And I was like. That is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I thought it was so... And I remember, I think there was an interview with Robert where he said, yeah, King Diamond was totally cool. He wasn't questioning that uh, that Robert was a Christian. They just hung out and were like totally cool with each oh, other. That's your perfect storm. Isn't it? I know. <laughs> I, was, I, I loved it. I'm just envisioning a, uh, a Striper King Diamond tour where the production is just a giant cross in the back that's right side up for Striper. And then when King Diamond <laughs> yeah, comes on, it's on a wheel. They just turn yeah, upside just down. Turn like, upside down. A guy with a PBR comes out like a roadie and turns the cross around. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first time that you can remember seeing Striper, Howard? Oh, and how did you get it, or why did why did they appeal to you so much? Um, well, it, one, I mean, I remember seeing the videos and everything. I remember when like they got on a talk show and I saw the video where they did makes me want to sing with the bouncing ball. Yeah, I remember and it that. Was just like, yeah, so you could follow the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. like, so you got what was you're like, oh, they are singing about God, and, and like, boom, hits the high note at the end. I was just like. Nailed it. I, this dude is awesome. I was just like, it was amazing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. For some reason, it was just catchy. And 
song structure and hooks, man. And they had it for days. Mm-hmm. And the guitar playing, too. There's never been a band that had such intricate solos uh, mm-hmm. together, except for German Power Metal. We were talking Halloween earlier. Halloween yeah. had that. But you never had that in Iron Maiden. You never had that in Metallica. You had harmony parts, yeah. but not harmony guitar solos for, yeah. like, Reach Out. That's got to be a 16-bar yeah. solo, at least, of just this intricate harmony playing. Mm-hmm. And it used to drive me nuts when my musician friends would still not not rate Striper and take the piss out of them. But you can't oh, yeah. deny the musicianship of this band. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? People think it's just, just because of what they wore and the fact that they sang about God. It's right. like, uh, they weren't legitimate. You are wrong. <laughs> and that even, band was good. And they even kind of play it down there. Like, they don't kind of admit that they're set, they're amazing musicians, mm-hmm. but they really are. Oh, they, Absolutely. They know. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first exposure to Striper, Richard? Uh, the Calling On You video mm. in uh, February of 1987. I was watching MTV just randomly during the day, and uh, Calling On You came on, and I was like, this is maybe the catchiest song I've ever heard in my life. Oh, and God. and it just stuck in my head and I remember I went on a trip with my grandparents to Branson, Missouri and the song was in my head the whole time and when I got back from this trip with my grandparents I was like I have to find out who that was <laughs> and and right around that time when I got back from this trip uh, the video for free came out Another on Dial man. MTV and I started calling every day and that's right around when I bought the cassette April of uh, 87 wow. and uh, I would call every day I think it was like 99 cents to call and vote on Dial MTV <laughs> yeah. for the free video and I remember calling on you and free were both on Dial MTV at the, at same, the same time, time. like in the top 10 yeah wow it's and, like ginger total recall how do you know all this I, I like Rich, Rich is like a striper idiot savant oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's genuinely I, creepy I, I, I reread uh, Michael Sweet's book this week to prepare for the show. <laughs> for the show tonight. Yeah. My first exposure, we used to have this uh, show in Canada. It was called W5, Who, What, Where, When, Why, right? And it was kind of like the Canadian version of 60 Minutes. And they did this piece on Striper. And I had never heard of the band. Um, I grew up in, a, in a, a Christian environment, but not overly so. Typical thing. My mom took me to church and my dad kind of once went once in a while. But I remember like seeing... Christian rock bands at church like Petra there's some people at some Petra oh, yeah. albums or some Res band <laughs> I think I still have at still least have them? nine or ten Petra, ten albums. Petra albums and Res band and yep. Res band. oh man come on I saw them at Cornerstone back in the I'll day say, I want to talk oh. here's, here's a quick little segue for you the other day uh, about two three months ago uh, WB has a lot of buses that drive the guys around Yeah, and one of the bus drivers I knew who he was instantly but I didn't want to ask and finally one day I said hey dude are you Louis Weaver from Petra <laughs> And he's like, how? he thought I was like the FBI or something. He's like, well, who's asking? Like, I'm a fan. Remember he had the blonde hair and it was kind of like, I think it's like a wig or something. But it's like, dude, I know you, man. Louis Weaver. And once and once I told him that, he was my best friend. And everybody's like, Louis, so excited that you knew who he was. He knew us. But, you know, these guys got to still make money. So now he's driving the tour bus. Yeah. Wow. If I saw him, I would definitely recognize yeah, him. Yeah, in a second. And so, yeah, I would then just start quoting like Petra songs and everything. Louis, I can't believe I'm saying this is beyond. 
believe. <laughs> wink, wink. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> but my, my point was that when I saw pictures of those guys on the back of the covers, they looked kind of like just normal guys. Another yeah. guy from Petro had a mustache and kind of looked like it's someone's dad. But then but then I saw this W5 piece and looking at these guys, it was like, holy shit, like these guys look cool. Yeah. And as weird as it might sound, the yellow and black was actually, I thought it was really cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, I definitely it. did. And it was all focused around Robert Sweet. And it was like, uh, Robert Sweet, demon drummer of Striper. Is really visual time Visual timekeeper time who played his, his drum set <laughs> sideways, to the sideways. Yeah. But I remember he had, it was all basically focused on Robert because he was like the quote machine. He was like the Paul Stanley of Striper. Oh, he yeah, was like, yeah. It's like, why do you wear yellow and black? These are caution colors. We want to warn people not to go to hell. <laughs> and it's like, and they're like, you know, how how can you, how can you, uh, how does how, how can you be a Christian and be in a rock band? He's like, well, you know, we're like the bumblebee, and the bumblebee, he just he gives this big science lesson. The bumblebee is uh, aer- aer- aeronautically incorrect. There's no way that the bumblebee is, is supposed to fly with his body shape, but yet it, he's super soft. But yet it flies. <laughs> so stripers like a bumblebee. We're not supposed to be giving our ministry with Christian metal, but we are. So it's like you know, stripers actually compare. Do a bumblebee now? We should ask him backstage at the show. Tell us about the bumblebee. The bumblebee yeah. See if he remembers all that. I recorded it on my VHS record. I must have watched that thing about 50 times and then finally found the Soldiers Under Command record where the cover is them on a tank. Are you yes. kidding me? Like, oh, it's a yes. van. It's, it's a like van. a van from a movie from the late seventies. But they've done it yeah. up all yeah. yellow and black. Robert, oh, yeah, like yeah, Robert yeah. painted the stripes, the stripes on the side. Yeah. But it looked like these wow. guys look like killers, man. So and the, the the guns that they're holding are pellet guns from Japan, from when they played <laughs> for the live in Japan live video. Live in Japan video. Yeah. Once but, again, your creepiness has <laughs> just it just swept its way in. Dude, all right, dude. He, 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 I listened to your, he did a podcast with Mitch Lafon, and he's on, and Mitch had Michael call as a treat for him uh-huh. dude he instantly went from promoting Charred Walls of the Dan Richards Band to split second striper fanatic oh. to where Michael started being like cool man um, okay dude can you stop please <laughs> I had a million questions I was, like, I was like have you guys ever played Believe from Can't Stop the Rock Live like, and Mike's yeah, so asking I, all kinds of and Mike's questions. like no man but you should come play it with us sometime and you're like okay yeah. I know right now. I'll come play it right now. I'll come play it right now. But I mean, but that was like, I just felt like, and I kind of had that Christian element to me, but Striper actually drew me more into Christianity to where it was like, it's cool to be into God and still be a rock guy, being a metal guy. Did you guys ever expand your faith with Striper? Was it more just about the music? For me, it was yeah, it was definitely like a blend, especially because the lyrics had that message, and just you know, I was raised in you know, just raised in my household, and just yeah, going to church all the time. That was that was habitual. Right. It's just you went to church a lot, mm-hmm. and and so you know, I've always liked a lot of different stuff. You know, so I'd listen to you know, I'd listen to you know hip hop. I'd listen to. R&B and gospel and everything else, but you know, then you know, all the heavy stuff started creeping in, and yeah, mom's not too thrilled on it. But I'm like, <laughs> but it's like, should I listen to Number of the Beast or Makes Me Want to Sing? <laughs> I'm like, read the lyrics, mom. <laughs> Boom, in there. So yeah, Striper was on the you, list. You can't man. get in trouble for li- playing a song as Jesus, King of Kings. It makes me want to sing. You're not going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> no, no. It's like reason for the season. <laughs> Who else could it be, Mom? 
yeah. So yeah, it worked out. It did. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Richard? Uh, yeah. You know, I got baptized after I started listening to Striper. No kidding. Yeah, I did. Right. I was more open to it, and uh, you know, I'll admit I'm not like the most religious person, but I, it really kind of opened my mind by listening to Striper, and it, it also made me want to hear more Christian metal bands. Like, mm-hmm. I got into Baron Cross. I got into Love any it. band that, my, like, well, the guys were involved in, like, Guardian or Mass. Well, you know, like, I think Michael produced the Mass album, and, and, and Oz, Oz yes, produced Guardian. Guardian. That's so, right. I forgot about Mass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but what happened That's was, great. Voices it, in the Night. Yeah. Voices in the Night. <laughs> yeah, he almost sounded like Michael Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but also by the way, watching you uh watching you get a Brazilian wax, yeah, I wasn't really thinking Christian. <laughs> it was just like, wow, I I see so much smooth genitalia right now. I got now. waxed so on the creepy. radio once. Uh, yeah. if you're yeah, wondering what he's was talking really, about. Dude, yeah. it's on my iPod. I will never delete that. It and here's another great thing, too, just for all of our backgrounds. We're all rocker guys. We've all, I mean, Howard's Devil You Know, Kill Switching Gaze, Richard's Death, Iced Earth. Now he's in Howard Stern's Whack Pack and myself with Fozzie and Wrestling. And once again, we're still here in 2016 just gushing yeah, yeah. about this very small genre of heavy metal. Mm-hmm. But it was really, really big what happened was when Striper came out, much as the music business goes, when something hits, there's a lot of people, not that they're copying, but suddenly all the Christian bands start coming out. And a lot of them weren't good, but there were some great, great Christian metal bands surrounding this whole thing that Striper started. And you mentioned Baron Cross, which was kind of like an Iron Maiden-ness. Their singer is awesome. Mike Lee. Oh, yeah. I love his voice. They could have changed their name to Iron Virgin just to make it Christian. (laughs) And it would have worked. They were, man, they were the real deal. They were great. Oh, well, we always gush about the the song, um, what's the one? Out of Time. Out of Time, yeah. I Great love tune. that song. Yep. It had this intro from it, like uh, the Worldwide Report. People are just disappearing <laughs> around the planet. Yeah. Uh, and that was actually from a, a Christian, um, these really cheesy movies. The old, the old Christian movies yeah, from, from like, the early 70s, yep. like Christian horror I've movies. seen them all. Was <laughs> it really? Called? I had no idea. Oh, yes. It's based, I thought they made that for their own. No, no, no. It's no. based on the end times and the rapture. Yeah. You know, there's like a lot of Christian movies that are coming out now, especially with the dude from, uh, you know, that. Kurt he, Cameron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, like spearheading that. He's Mr., Mr. Christian. Oh, yeah. He's but, spearheading it. Oh, he, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. But yeah, just the, uh, like now there's, just there's a glut of them coming out but back in the 70s there was a huge amount of them and so then you know you start going to church and like okay for the youth group we'll show you this this is what happens in you're gonna go to it's the end times it's like a number of the beast (laughs) so yeah it was but it's really cheap though they really cheap the budget must have been you know shoestring budget really bad oh it's terrible but it's It's based all around the antichrist without warning (laughs) perhaps thousands maybe millions just disappeared (laughs) 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 and mike gotta find that movie oh yeah i'll find out what the name of it is i'm sure someone if there's anybody left listening will be able to tell us what the movie was called but mike lee also had this really distinct haircut where one half of it was blonde yes and the other half was black like a fox like a fox i thought that was kind of cool you know it was pretty cool but seth rollins yeah (laughs) that's the first thing i thought man you look like mike lee he's like who but another thing is mike lee when 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 Bruce Dickinson left Iron Maiden, I was like, oh, they should get Mike Lee. 
Oh, that's he a, oh, yeah. I never thought about oh, that. Oh, dude, that's he would have nailed it, right? Perfect fit. Destroyed yeah. it. He wow. almost kind of looked like Mike Lee. Sorry, yeah. Blaze Bailey, if yeah. you're listening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but was, was Baron Cross like the second biggest uh, uh, besides Striper? Or who, who else was for up there? For me, I mean, for me, that was my favorite. But I mean, just from a commercial so. standpoint, because I remember I heard Crying Over You on the radio in yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. So Enigma Records was putting because they're on Enigma just like Yeah, Star Enigma was, yeah. was uh, Enigma was big. It was oh, big. I used to get the Enigma catalog. Uh, oh yeah. I ordered all the Metal Massacre cassettes from it. Metal That's Massacre. Right. Yeah, I always wow. tell Brian Slagle from because my band's on Metal Blade now and I'm yeah. like, what? you know, I've been a fan of yours since the early 80s. I was ordering your cassettes through the Enigma catalog. <laughs> and uh I learned from Michael Sweet's book that the Enigma logo is like a, a some kind of naked woman or something. Is it really? That's what he says. I thought in it was like book. three stars. I gotta look at it. I gotta look at it again. But uh, but I, I used to order uh, Lizzie Borden. Cassettes. Oh, I love Lizzie yeah. Borden. They're on Enigma. Lizzie yeah. Borden, yeah, but Enigma there was it was awesome it was a major catalog. independent label at the time. Yeah, like Metal it really was. Or something. So they it were really spending was. some money on Baron Cross because, like I said, I heard that on the radio. Yeah, in, I, in I don't know what their sales were, but they were getting some crossover. Some videos, yeah. MTV videos, Atomic Absolutely. Arena, um, Imaginary Music, and. Yeah. And of course, Enigma, first Guardian album. Right? Yeah. Wow. Well, they used, to get, Fox. they used to get yeah. their stuff in Walmart because that was the only place that I could buy albums was Walmart. So that's how I found Baron Cross was, was buying it there. at Walmart. Yeah. Wow. All right. There are some seriously talented luchadors in AEW, and not all of them speak English, which can make putting together matches a little challenging sometimes. That's why I signed up for Rosetta Stone. I'm learning Spanish, amigos, amigas. See, already learning. Haha, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You don't even have to learn Spanish, though, because Rosetta Stone has 25 languages, including French, German, Korean, Arabic, and Polish, and Japanese. That's what I'm going to do next. I spent a lot of time in Japan, and I still work with a lot of Japanese wrestlers at AEW, like Takeshita. So having a better handle on the language will definitely show in the ring. Communication is key. And learning Spanish on Rosetta Stone has been so fun and easy. They've got this true accent feature that gives you feedback on how well you're pronouncing words, sort of like having a personal trainer for your accent. I'm using the app, but you can also do the lessons on desktop or laptop. I also like that I can download the lessons and do them offline, which is perfect for a plane. I can sit there on a flight and work on my Espanol. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Talk is Jericho listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Jericho. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Jericho today. That's rosettastone.com slash Jericho. Do it today. Talk is Jericho. So let's go. Through, let's do a lightning round and just name each one of us. Name a, a Christian metal band. We'll see how far. Well, in full disclosure, you guys know way more of them than I do. Yeah, from this text group, I'm like, wow, you guys know. I'm a, I'm an amateur when it comes. If to you guys want to know what year uh, that the Call on You single was released yes. and what date, yeah. Richard yeah, will tell you. No, no, Richard got you. But uh, outside of that, I know. A few. All right, well then maybe maybe, maybe maybe me and Howard can do this. No, I can try. Go? Okay. I'll try. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, White Cross. Angelica. Believer. Uh, uh, a tourniquet. Sacred Warrior. Um, uh, Holy Soldier. <laughs> oh, oh, 
that's a good which, one. Which also I've got to put in like the top five of like crossover mm-hmm. yeah. from Christian to yeah. uh, to mainstream. Yeah. Okay, uh, Neon Cross. There was Neon Cross, White Cross, Baron Cross, and Neon Cross. Every song had the beat like this. I'm not even joking. If you hear any Neon Cross songs, every beat's the same. I remember saying, "Switch up your beat, dude." All right. No, 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 no. I'll even go. I'll go obscure. Leviticus. Wow, that's super obscure. I have one of their albums. Wow. Um, striking. <laughs> striking. <laughs> you know they they all wore the AOG. Yeah. It was the armor of God. Yeah. And they actually well, wore yeah. armor. Striking. Yep. Oh yeah, got to put on the whole armor, yo. <laughs> there used to be this yeah. uh, this Christian um, import place probably in the states. I used to get the catalog, and I actually ordered the Striking album. I remember I got it in a cardboard album box. Piece of shit. <laughs> Well, Michael Sweet talks about them in his book that supposedly they might have been around before Striper, but they were called Striker. And then they changed it to striking once Striper got striking. kind of popular. Oh, it's man. so bad. Everything about that's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about a uh, bride? Oh, oh man, great that was, band. That was definitely on the tip. One of, my of the tongue. best ones. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic band. And yeah, and Dale Thompson filled in for uh, filled in for Michael Sweet after for, uh, Michael Sweet quit. Yeah. I had Oz on my podcast and I asked him about it. and He said that Dale only sang one 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 show with them. And then Robert's was it one of the European shows. Or? I think it was at Disneyland or something oh, like that. Okay. And then Robert's mom wanted him to wear the colors, and he did not want to wear the colors. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to be, didn't want to fit into that. But I mean, I, I think, I think, like I said, I think the best ones were uh, were, were were Baron Cross, White Cross, Guardian, mm. Bride, Striper. Those are probably the top yeah, five. Yeah, definitely. I would say, you know, now you mentioned that you went to Cornerstone, Howard, and oh, Cornerstone yeah. was the big Christian metal festival that I used to read about in Heaven's Metal Magazine. Absolutely. With a shout out to Doug Van Pelt. Oh, yeah. So tell us how that would be. Like it's a, a Christian heavy metal festival. Was mm-hmm. it in Illinois? Is yes, it was. it was. Yeah, yeah. Bushnell. Yeah. Bushnell. So, wow, so that's a word I haven't said. In a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Something you never thought you'd say again. Where, where, like, what kind of a crowd are, are they drawing for this? Oh, it was. I mean, when I was going, it was a mixed crowd. I mean, this was like early '90s, and I'm a, I'm a kid. But you know, there's these bands playing, and I mean, uh, wow crucified you know i remember oh, yeah, seeing, yeah. i saw believer there i saw tourniquet saw mortal i saw bride um and i mean it was just a mix i mean there was the people that were you know i mean they're walking around with their bibles all the time mm-hmm. see people were just starting to figure out hey piercing's a cool thing you know so you're seeing a lot of that and just it was just such a mix but everybody was super cool so mm. you're camping and it's just like oh man i got nothing to eat hey you want to come over and eat some of the- yeah we're just grilling Okay, so yeah, you're hanging out with people and just no, no, you have nothing to eat. You leave a loaf of bread there and come back oh, later man, on no, the no, next no, day. There's like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it's holy ground. <laughs> was, was there was there like thousands of people at yes. these things? So it was a big Absolutely. actual festival. Absolutely. So there was all like the early Christian rap bands playing there, the rock bands, the metal bands. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw let's see, like Strong Arm, which was a great band. Uh, Let's Wait try- a minute. Uh, shoot, there's what's the band from Australia? Oh, Mortification. 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 There yeah. we go. God, we 
Rolls with the Megalop, baby. And that dude had some really bad hair. It was like bangs right across. Steve something or other? Yeah, Steve Rowe. Steve Rowe. Bangs, and it was curly. It's like, wow. It's like, you will not leave the 80s, will you? That was another one. The Rowe Brothers. And yet, don't get offended if you hear this, because I bought your albums, bro. Howard tried to grow your hairstyle, too, but it didn't work so well for him. I wish I could have that hair Yeah, the best I could do was... Yeah, the best I could do was look like Ice Cube. I'm like, that's as good as we get early Ice Cube. That well, actually, uh, uh, White Cross had a black bass player for a while. No, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't remember what, this. Do you remember Rex Carroll's hair in White Cross? Oh, the guitar yeah, player? it was. Yeah, it was kind of like Steve Rose, but just what well, was more Art Garfunkel. <laughs> Yeah, I was just gonna say, just you know, two thirds of it was missing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Bozo the clown here, but he was a great guitar player. <laughs> yeah, though. just like all this, all this glory came out of his fingers. <laughs> oh, and, <it's> just like, <gasps> and they were they kind of had a, a, a like every great Christian band kind of had a, a parallel band. Yeah. Like a Garden was kind of like Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, White Cross was kind of like Rat. Rat. Yeah. yeah. Baron Cross kind of like Maiden, like mm-hmm. we said. Um, but Striper was just Striper. Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were they were a mix of many different things. You they know? really were. But you could you could always hear like a lot of like a Van Halen influence, but there would be like some really chunky riffs, like a like a mm-hmm. priest type of a Thin vibe. Lizzy, Thin Lizzy, right, 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 right. Yeah. Did you ever? Um, well, you said you only saw Striper. Did you? What, what about the first time you met Striper? Well, the first time I met Striper was probably on their 2005 tour, mm-hmm. I think, and I got to go on their bus. Because um, at this point, you have some notoriety, because how long have you been working for Howard Stern? Uh started in 2004. So it's yeah. like, so now started, the door is open. Yeah, I started talking oh, yeah. about how I love Striper on the show, and uh, they invited me out to Long Island to a show, and I got to hang out with Robert on the tour bus, and I was just flipping out. I was just telling him, <laughs> like, you know, you're... I was geeking out probably a little too much, asking him, you know, what about the drum fill on uh, From Wrong to Right on uh, Yellow and Black Attack? Uh, there's a part kind of about a minute in where there's a little bit of a, a pause in the drumming. And, it, it, you know, and it's like... I, I I remember asking him about that. He's like, "Oh, I don't remember that." I and love like, how weird you're one of those you are. You're <laughs> so weird. <laughs> and I, you know, I probably told him, "I love how you count off the hi hat and all the songs. You can hear the hi hat going." And you oh. know, did you ever uh, did you ever talk to Howard about Striper? Oh yeah, I've talked about it hey, what a lot Howard on the say? show. Uh, he doesn't really care too much. <laughs> yeah. That's I've not tried. me, Howard Stern. It's, not it's, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Howard Stern. Yeah. But there's been a few times where we were talking about '80s music, and I go, "Hey, you should, uh, uh, you know, play Calling on You by Striper." He's like, "No, this is my show. I'm going to play what I want to play." And, uh, I've, but you know, there's some of the bumpers and stuff on the show that we've gotten Striper on, which people once in a while say they've heard. Give him ten cool. seconds yeah. of, uh, of play. Yeah. Awesome. I, I remember. I remember um, it's funny because Robert Sweet was always my favorite, and 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 over the years I've become pretty close to Michael. I actually even got to go to his wedding, which was amazing. Oh wow! So I remember Robert had had done this solo CD called Love Junk. Remember I remember this, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. So on the back of it, it had a, an address on it, or a phone number, or maybe an early email. So I actually had gotten contact with Robert Sweet, and we had a show at the Staples Center with WWE. And I don't remember exactly how we were going to do this, but I'm driving up the ramp up from the Staples Center and all the fans hang out there when the car comes out and Robert is standing there 
And I think I knew I was supposed to meet him up there. And he's like, Chris, 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 Chris. And he's got a big cowboy hat and black gloves on. <laughs> this is like 2002 or so. And I, so, I get, so he gets in my car and we start driving around, right? And just talking or whatever. But it was just like one of those weird things where I'm driving Robert Sweet around and he's been waiting for me. And he had this, he made this big picture, like, like this size. It was a collage of pictures of him drumming like really cool pro shot pictures of him drumming wow. and it said like to my rock and roll i can't remember what it said it was a nice really nice subscription and it was just this really weird moment of like when fan and peer and guy collides you know what i mean because i was i was too like blown away to ask him any fanboy questions because i couldn't mm. believe that he was waiting for me like screaming my name like a fan Wow. And, and, that's, and, that, and he's like, oh, I didn't mean the fanboy, yeah. but I was just kind of waiting. And it's just, it kind of blew my mind a little bit that to have Robert Sweet in this car with me. Wow. You know, that was kind of a weird. Uh, I he, saw you when uh, they announced you on stage at, in 2003 at the House of Blues show. That's right. In L.A. Yeah, that's right. And I saw it because I traveled around in 2003 when they got back together. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like a deadhead? I, all over the country to see him, yeah. <laughs> see, and that's awesome because, I okay, it doesn't have anything to do with Striper, but just when you like meet someone and then you just have this run-in. It was like basically I sat in a car for about an hour and listened to music with Steven Tyler. I'm like, what? It's just like, wow. This happening. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to shout out to Kelly Cat from Live Nation. Thank you, babe. You Dude, you rule. That's yeah, it's great. It's just like right? you're awesome, and it's just yeah, that wouldn't have happened without. It's very without strange. It. So, like, so just, and to, to take what you said, because we talked about this a bit earlier. So when I was in high school, did you guys like when you graduate, you have to write your little like ambition, like in your high school yearbook, yeah. you write a little write up about yourself. So I remember my uh, ambition was to play bass in a Christian metal band. That's oh, what nice. I wrote my ambition, right? And um, I, I had this dream that I can still vividly remember that I was actually in Striper as the bass player. And I remember my outfit and everything. I had a wicked mullet. I still had the mullet and I had a sleeveless outfit. So fast forward to uh, Striper does a show in Anaheim during Nam about five years ago, mm -hmm. right after they put out their covers album. And Michael asked me if I wanted to sing Blackout with them. Wow. So, dude, I and it's, as I just found a clip of it online. There's actually a clip of it, but I went and sang Blackout with Striper. And at the end of it, I said, listen, I just want to tell you guys, 20 years ago, I had a dream that I was in Striper and said so in my high school yearbook. And now I'm actually in Striper for one song. It was like wow. so cool like to sing with them. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, in my high school yearbook, I wrote, I want to be 42 years old and go see Striper play the whole To Hell with the Devil album. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's come true. <laughs> yeah. Once again, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't actually write that. But I got to play sing-along song with Striper. That's oh, wow. Awesome. In New York, which uh, it, was, it was the craziest day because it was a friend of mine's birthday. We went out. We were drinking all day. <laughs> I went to Striper because... I, I love having a good buzz when I go see a concert. You know, I love beer. And so... <laughs> we, we, we notice. Yeah. I have a six-pack right next to me. If you, any of you with, guys want some, yeah, you're more with, than welcome. With half of one gone, I think you'll yeah. be all right tonight. Yeah, I'm drinking some uh, beers right now. But. <laughs> so all of a sudden, Michael Sweet from the stage, he goes, is Richard Christie here? Because I think I had tweeted about that I was going to be there. And I was like, did... And I went to my wife, did he just say my name? Wow. And then... You know, then they played some more songs, and then finally he goes, Richard Christie, are you really here? You need to come up to the stage right now if you are. And I was like, is he really asking me to come up on stage? So I go up towards the stage, and 
Robert hands me the sticks, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Nothing was pre-planned. And then uh, Michael goes, hey, you know sing-along song, right? And I was like, well, yeah, I've been listening to it for 30 years and <laughs> been practicing to it since I was about you know 13 years old on drums. So luckily, I knew it. You know, I knew the song and uh, we jammed it, and it was a freaking awesome. Wow, so, just right off yeah. the cuff, just off the cuff, and it, it, that and it is was fantastic. Yeah. It was just surreal, like, and that's hard too. I don't care if you know the song or not; just to oh, jump yeah. right in there. Yeah, it's, I it's know. Just, yeah, with a foreign uh, foreign drums. Yeah, it's just like yeah, and it's mm -hmm. like these aren't the sticks I'm used to. I don't know where everything's placed. Not to mention his set is not small. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. But you know what? It probably helped me that I was a little bit buzzed because I was just <laughs> no inhibitions. I was, I was loving it. I was just in, and you know what? I it was in the moment and I enjoyed it. And it was Did, was was, awesome. was the drum set turned to the side? It was. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he does that anymore. So let's talk about. It. So was Robert Sweet your favorite drummer when you? Oh, were... absolutely. And I have tapes of me from 1987 playing along to the whole "To Hell with the Devil" album. Wow. On my three piece Gretsch drum kit that my parents bought from a junkyard, which I stripped the paint off of and put uh painted them yellow and put black electrical tape around them <laughs> literally i turned my drum set yellow and black in 1987 so uh, i want to live in your brain for 24 hours and see if i make it out alive <laughs> it's, it's a fun brain it's amazing in there thanks Howard. What, what did you think and did, and did you ever find out why robert had had his drum set turned to the side so yeah, for people that don't know if you usually when you watch a concert you're watching it face on the drum set the drummer's facing you you see eye to eye Robert had his turn to the side, so he was kind of looking off stage, and you were basically just seeing a profile of him playing. I love that. Yeah. I mean, he called himself the visual timekeeper. That's right. You know, in the albums, that was his name. Yeah. So uh, it's so that you can see everything that he's doing, and I freaking mm. love it. I used to love, too, when he had the symbols on chains. Oh, yeah. And I think he's talked about in interviews how sometimes they'd smack I, him. I get, do get remember cut. the yeah. symbols on chains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... Come on. It's just when you saw that, you're a kid, and you're like... Well, yeah, That's so amazing. Cool. What a, he had one of the coolest drums. I think and Alex Timpanis. Oh, the Timpanis too. Yep. Because back in the in the eighties, the bigger the drum set, the better. Mm. But I think Alex Van Halen's was probably the biggest. But but Roberts was probably well, second biggest. The oh, yeah. God We Trust tour. That drum kit was like several drum kits put together, together right? And he would like he would turn and play different parts of the drum kit. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like if you watch the that. Always There For You video, he's got that drum kit in it. <laughs> when you have to Uber to play the floor tom, you know, it might be a little too big. <laughs> ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Talk is Jericho. So let's talk about uh, about some of the, the Striper videos. Back once again in the 80s, you would get long-form VHS tapes that you would buy and then you would watch them. Mm -hmm. And the first one that I, I, I took me forever to find it was I got Striper Live in Japan, mm -hmm. which was a great set from 85, I believe it was. It was right before, maybe even before... Uh, to Hell with how, the Devil. No, before right even before. Soldiers came out. I, or was oh, it yeah, I was just reading Michael's book. <laughs> 
I think they were mixing soldiers when they flew to Japan to tape that. So right. All the soldier songs that they play were brand new, I think, at the time. Oh, wait, and, yeah. I don't think the people had heard them. That right, they were right, right, right. So did they just have, uh, what was, was it the Yellow and Black Attack that was out before that? Yeah, that was the EP. Yeah, so it was just that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because if you even watch it, I'm sure you know this, that some of the lyrics were even different. Yeah, like, and Michael talks about that really? in his book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, see, have you I never seen? That. No, I haven't. It's great because, you know, sometimes Mike plays without a guitar, but yeah. he's wearing these black spandex, and you can basically tell what religion he is. <laughs> you, can, you can see that he's circumcised. And I, the first time I, Heartbeat. <laughs> the, the first time I met him, I was like, we mentioned that. He's like, oh, dude, my kids give me so much crap about that. It's like, I can never live it down. I'm like, what well, are you Rob, thinking? At Robert. least you got kids out of it. Come on. <laughs> like, I literally remember on the school bus in like 1988, a girl brought a Metal Edge magazine and she was saying, I'm in love with this guy. And it was Robert Sweet and he had these super tight spandex on. And right. you could see wow. his, yeah, you yeah, know, sure. what he had going on downstairs. <laughs> no, and, so the, you... and this girl at our school was like in love with him because she's like, wow, he's great. Okay, the, the only thing I can think of would, to say to that girl would be like, He's hotter than you. <laughs> he oh, was. He had the, yeah. he had the Farrah Fawcett Dude, thing. Yeah. Look at that yeah. shirt. That's oh, yeah. That's a good looking band. And, and that's I'm wearing the shirt with Robert on the, it. To yeah. help, actually, it's the uh, In God We Trust picture of Robert. His hair oh, is insane. Yeah. Where he's lifting his arm up and, and he's like, got the suspenders on. <laughs> no shirt. The fair, no shirt. Farrah Fawcett hair. He's gorgeous. Hairy chest. <laughs> that, that, the half picture that I took that was me and half of Robert Sweet, it's just this half. And he's got these giant pair of sunglasses. Just oh. one of them. Right, and he's got no shirt on, so you can see these one half of a giant pair of sunglasses and one half of a hairy pectoral. <laughs> I swear, if that band came out today, he'd be working for Victoria's Secret. Oh yeah, he'd sure. be like on the runway for sure, for sure. Now, do you remember at the end of uh, at the end of uh, Live in Japan, they they each do a little uh, video shout out, and Michael goes, "Striper stands for salvation through redemption, yielding peace, encouragement, and righteousness." Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just too yeah, no, like, yeah no. that's just too convenient. No, but, I, I, I will not remember. I will not remember that or memorize that. How, no. how, how long oh, did it take that. for you to do that? Yeah. You know that, and by His stripes we are healed. Right. Sure. Well, that's that, what Isaiah fifty three point five means. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The famous Isaiah, which I could never spell. Isaiah. I'm just, the only reason I can spell it is I'm looking at your shirt right now. But yeah. I always love the fact that they had the Bible quote underneath the logo. Yeah. Like, that's pretty rad. You that's know? awesome. Yeah. They had it, like, on the Calling On You video, I think it showed yeah. on there. Now, then, then, then the other one was... <laughs> the, no, I'm going to do one for my name. It's like... <laughs> Howard owns wicked armor <laughs> regarding demons. There we go. Boom! Bam, 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 bam. That was did good. Did I nail it? I think you did. Howard, let me, yeah. Howard owns wicked armor re- re- repelling. <laughs> repelling. 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 Yeah, That's perfect. Go. I like how yeah. you were silent as you were thinking of that. How did you think of that so fast? Howard owns wicked I'm a armor moron. repelling That's demons. Why. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other one was uh, Striper in the beginning. Beginning, which was more of a personal piece, uh, a video log of them kind of in backstage and behind the scenes. And that's where uh, uh, Oz goes fishing. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me about uh, about okay. that. I remember watching that. Yeah. Okay. JoJo Anthony. <laughs> that was his friend. <laughs> that was his buddy. We got to ask Oz if we see him tonight. Hey, what's JoJo Anthony been up to? And you said you want to get him to play the fishing song. Oh, I love the fishing song. <laughs> oh. And that was part of the promotion for the In the Beginning video featuring a new original song That's by Oz right. Fox. That's right. Like Gone Fishing. That's yeah. Right. But they never they never said that it was called Gone Fishing, yeah. did they? They just said a new original song. Yeah. So you buy it and 
then that's and I'm like, where's this original song? It's like that's it. <laughs> you probably, we should ask him to do it live. Well, can you? Do you know how it goes? Um, of course, you know how it goes. It's like fishing in the morning. morning. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, you know what? I should know it better. But <laughs> how dare you? I know. We should do a cover of it. Yeah, just fishing. Yeah. yeah. And a shout out to my friend Jeremy in Columbus. You remember the fishing song? We used to go to this place in Columbus. They played Christian music. Sold all the sold all the Christian albums and everything. And just the striper the striper VHS was on repeat all so, the yeah. time. So uh, it was it would be like um, like late Friday night. So it's like, yo, are we going? Yeah, let's go. So you go there, play pool, buy an album, watch a striper, watch Baron Cross videos. Oh, that sounds like my place, kind of place. See, that's pretty cool, man, because there was a place like that in Winnipeg. Uh, there was a place like that in Calgary. I moved to Calgary. Uh-huh. There's a couple of them, and you could go there and actually hang out. Yep. And maybe not. Fellowship is a Christian. We're basically hanging out with other people that liked Christian metal yeah. because you could because they, they were never in mainstream stores. I think only Striper and Baron Cross and like the mm-hmm. Guardians of the World. Yep. But the rest were all on Star Song. That was oh one. oh yeah uh, oh without a of, doubt Star and, Song. And there was, was a, uh, Pachyderm was another one. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Pachyderm Records, but they were all on those ones. And then you could oh. go and 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 just hang out and see the new stuff. That's why I found Sacred Warrior, yep. who was like a Queensrÿche, by the way. Oh man, yeah, and they killed it, man. They were. Man. Gr- I saw them live. Listen to this tour that came to Winnipeg. Don't forget, this is not the states, and this is not Toronto or Vancouver. This is the prairies, which yep, Howard lives there now, which is another hilarious thing. Uh, I have seen the prairies. Seen the prairies. <laughs> yes. It was White Cross and Sacred Warrior. Wow. That's a hell of a bill in 1989. Well, yeah. 89. It was wow. right after White Cross released the um, uh, uh, Triumphant Return album and, and White and Bear, uh, sorry, Sacred Warrior just had uh, uh, Master's Command. Yep. And they came and I remember a couple things. One, that's when I saw Rex Carroll's horrible hair. <laughs> And then the singer of Sacred Warrior must have been 450. Oh, yeah. He, he was, was a, huge. Oh, uh, yeah. Double deuce, man. He's, yeah. He was a big boy. He was but, about five foot six and about you know five foot six wide as man, well. And he had the lungs <laughs> he, to go with it, dude, man. Oh, yeah. Like a Jeff, into it, a Jeff Tate. Like a total out, Jeff Tate. Yeah. But yeah, I saw them on on the Rebellion tour. Wow. He came out. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, look at that guy. He's really big. <laughs> was he as big? Remember that band? Remember the band Mammoth? Yeah. He oh, yeah. Was he as big as this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could have been uh, the singer from Sabotage as well. Oh, yeah. He had the same vibe. I remember Mammoth had, their drummer had a bass drum for every letter in the word Mammoth. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> and he, meanwhile, he just played like a simple beat. <laughs> he had a Mammoth drum set yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all he did was just go. As a matter of fact, one of my theme songs in WCW where they had these generic theme songs one of them is a Mammoth song oh, really? and I wow. never knew until the advent of Twitter when people were going oh that's uh, The Days of Our Lives by Mammoth I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I know everything about metal and I've never heard of Mammoth except for that one video <laughs> that you know? is yeah. amazing but so I saw and the other one that I saw at the Saints Roller Rink now we've all played gigs in, in weird places and dumpy places oh yeah These, Blood Good Who's it? We haven't mentioned yes. Blood oh, wow. Yeah, Blood wow. Another yeah. great, great Christian metal yeah. band. Absolutely. Great guitar players and, and a great singer. <laughs> so they they roll up in their RVs to the Saints Roller Rink. Now, who booked this one? 
And why in the – this is like a roller skating rink. And they had to set up in the middle of the roller skating rink. And I think – I don't recall them having a stage. I think it's one of those ones where they just played on the floor. Were people yep. skating while they are Oh, yeah. Oh, I've definitely played some roller rinks, man. The, you oh, have? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You were on the floor. It's just no one's skating at the time because it's like it, it's your time. But then, you know, free skate in between bands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I would love it if people skated while I played. That'd be fun to watch. Hey, man, I've been doing this for a long time. (laughs) But I remember we we all had to sit on the floor like uh, crisscross applesauce. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm, I'm envisioning, because I remember I went to the Christian store and saw the poster for Bloodgood. And I was like, you know, at this point in time, you think everybody that has an album out is rich. And these guys yes. have two or three albums. These guys must be loaded. Oh, yeah. And we went there, and I, I, my mind is telling me there was 20 people, and I'm, there's got to be more, maybe 50, 75. Because no one, I was like, how could nobody be at the Blood Good show <laughs> at the roller rink? <laughs> this is the place to be. <laughs> and then I remember I asked, uh, they were selling merch after I went and asked Michael Bloodgood that I was in a Christian metal band. I was asking because my, uh, I wanted to be in a Christian metal band, but the guitar player in the band I was in was not a Christian. He hated Christianity. So I went and asked him, what do you do if your guitar player is not a Christian and you're a Christian? And I, I want our band to be much more of a Christian band, but he just, he's just so anti-Christian. He's like, well, you just have to pray on it. You just have to pray on it. So I did, and he never turned anything. <laughs> but I remember asking Michael Bloodgood for spiritual advice at 16 years old. Have you talked to him since? To Michael Bloodgood? Yeah. No. No, that's no I've never seen him since. <laughs> no, oh, he just, would probably love that. Meeting, like, dude, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I, That's one of the things that I think I have a good relationship with Michael because once I started kind of getting in that camp to tell him, like, hey, thanks for kind of – because like you said, I'm not the most uh, – Card carrying Christian, but the 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 morals and the the foundation is there. Yeah, the mm-hmm. positivity. Yes, the positive. Knowing yeah. the difference between right and wrong, mm-hmm. having some guilt and regret from when you wrong do to right. Screw up, yeah. right on. Yeah, exactly. So to be able to tell Michael Sweet, like, hey man, this is directly because of Striper, because of the way you guys looked. Like I said earlier, which made me realize that like, you can be cool and still be into Christianity and Christian rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know. Oh yeah, and, and that's an absolutely amazing thing because i definitely got that from them it was just like you know what i like this band and there is nothing wrong with it and yeah. you know i don't care right and so yeah it's just i mean i had the tapes with me at all time and still have the cassette tape with the original to hell with the devil artwork wow yeah oh wow well, that's cool i have oh, it yeah. on vinyl with the original artwork. did you get it Originally? No. Originally, I got the cassette with the the second artwork. Right. Just the love. Yeah, mine just was the, the words original. on it. Wow. So so, yeah. so so to hell with the devil, which is is Striper's biggest record. When I bought it too, it just was a black cover mm-hmm. that that had this really cool looking Striper logo. It was like a new version of the Striper logo with to hell with the devil written on it. Yeah. Then a couple of years later, I found out that there's an original cover. Uh, explain it. Oh how. yeah, original cover where they're they're all angels. And they're fighting. They're fighting the devil, and they are basically beating the heaven out of him. <laughs> so yeah, it's just and and it's you know it has some it's graphic, especially for what was it eighty five eighty six I'm sorry. So yeah, it was like it was pretty graphic. Thing. You know so why they like, changed wow. it, right? Oh yeah, I, I think the major stores, uh, the Christian bookstores, yeah. didn't want a, like a pentagram. On well, what it was that Mike cover, explained yeah. that is that there's a, there's a pentagram necklace that because there's a kid that they're that the demons are trying to drag to hell, yeah. and the angels that 
look like Stripe, although Michael claims it's not them, but it's totally them. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> although one, one of the angels wasn't Hispanic like us, Fox. <laughs> so they pulled this pentagram necklace off of the off the kid and threw it like in the sky. Yeah. So there's a it's not a it's not a big pentagram. It's not shout no, of the no, devil no. by any means. But they said that the mainstream stores and and, and the Christian stores would not carry it because mm-hmm. of the pentagram. So they released. 10,000 copies or something of the original. Yep. So if you have it, it's super rare. I have oh, two yeah. of them, yeah. But, 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 did, but did they reprint <laughs> of course them or you those do. originals? I think I have two originals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've got the original. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But I love the new one, too. I love just, it's such a statement to hell with well, the sure. devil with the red letters yep. and just uh, that kind of font that they have. I freaking I love think, it. I think there might even be a, a Bible a quote underneath to hell with the devil. I think it's Striper Isaiah fifty three point five and tell with the devil. Is there something underneath that? Like a, I, there might be a verse yeah. under that. You know what I love, and it's the weirdest thing. And I want to. I want somebody to make a candle of this. Is I remember buying the Striper to hell with the devil cassette and opening it, and the smell. Oh was yeah, freaking awesome. Of all cassettes are just stripers. Mostly stripers. <laughs> there was some about the Striper to hell with the devil cassette, and I know it sounds creepy. <laughs> okay, but everyone it, hears this, right? Yeah. <laughs> it smelled so good, and I want to make. I want to make. I want to talk to Yankee Candle and have them make. A striper to hell with the devil cassette 1987 1986 candle. <laughs> and we're also gonna do a, a cologne, Richard Christie's Lo de Striper. Yeah. <laughs> now my favorite thing is like you, you, Howard and, and you get and we've like I said, we've come together through our Christian metal group text, but you two guys have only met each other briefly, or you met before? Yeah, or? we had, well we met at a show at the Palladium in Massachusetts. Yeah, New England Metal Fest yeah, 2004. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were and, hanging out with the Trivium guys, oh, I yeah, think. Yeah. And, we were, and, and we hung out at uh, Metallica, Metallica yeah. MSG. Yeah. Were you, were you, were you just there? Or were you playing open? Oh, no. It was just hanging, hanging out. There. But yeah. I've been a fan of Howard's for a long time. So I this is Howard. great. You actually no, get to I, hear that. I was a fan, too. Like I said, <laughs> still on my iPod, just you just getting de-haired. Uh, <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen your junk more than I've seen mine. Oh, no. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the creepy one now? <laughs> so what did you guys think of uh, when Against the Law came out, when Striper kind of changed their look, and they had beards, and they they dropped the yellow and black and went to the the blue and black basically and kind of changed changed a little bit i loved it i mean i i heard shining star i saw the video on mtv and i thought it was awesome Absolutely. and uh, the production is amazing uh i thought it was a little weird that they kind of changed their message but it, it didn't really turn me off i still thought it's a amazing album like no matter what they're singing about like you hear two-time woman and it's like well it, you know yeah, the lyrics ha- are a little hanging weird. out at a party hanging out at a party <laughs> yeah. what all my friends everywhere yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. you were right beside me but you weren't there yeah yeah like, yeah really yeah are you but you know what the, the music is so good it could it be the best album it, yeah from from top to bottom i i gotta be honest musically i think it is my favorite yeah but just as a whole I'll go to hell with the devil. But yeah, just me. A man, two bodies, one mind. What a great, what a great solo on that too. You know what I was thinking the other day, and I, I, if I get a chance to talk to Michael, I want to tell him this. That would make an awesome country song. 
Like if you listen oh, to that yeah. song, it's a kind of a country, like really catchy country mm-hmm. song. Oh yeah, so. make the make the guitar solo slide. Yeah, yeah totally. It's just a great, well written song, and I think it'd be a great country song. But see, that's another reason why Striper's so good is because Michael Sweet is a tremendous songwriter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the newer records and even the stuff he did did with uh, with George Lynch and his own solo record. I mean, that guy. It's rare that he puts out a song that's not like this is good or great. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, he's so prolific, and that's another like. Striper had that with their harmonies and their hooks are so catchy that 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 you know people love that band whether you cared about the religious aspect yeah, or not yep, and that's what the way yeah. it should be. I yeah. love in Michael's book he talks about he loves writing music around the holidays and and I love the holidays too and I love hearing that uh, ho- uh, like around Christmas '85 he wrote most of the To Hell with the Devil album. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, and it's like that's so cool, you know, and it. it it th- around the the holidays, I always listen to Reason for the Season and Winter Wonderland, and yeah. now I hear To Hell with the Devil. I'm like, that's so cool. This was written around the holidays. Yeah, you know, it, it, it adds mean, a little bit it, of festiveness. It totally to associates us, itself to it. with Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? And that's that's another thing. Know, that's a bit of my geekiness coming. <laughs> that's through, another but. thing from the W five piece I was telling you about. Is 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 it was the last part of the show, and the credits ran during this. Robert Sweet was just jamming on the drums. And I could never find it because it was like bong, dong, bong, dong, bong, ticket, ticket, ticket. It was reason for the season. But mm-hmm. then, you know how it fades out? And he's just going nuts because he's the visual timekeeper. But I could never find that because it's not on Soldiers. It's not on, on the Yellow and Black Attack. And it drove, I, was like, I always was like, what was that? And then one day I found the cassette and heard reason for the season. like, that's it. Yeah. I finally got it. The cassette that's single, awesome. yeah. But it was great because Winter Wonderland, they do a cover of it. And at the beginning, uh, what does he say? He's trying to find someone. Want to play with them or something for play? Come on, guys! Oh, you're sick! Uh, oh man, I got a cold. You're sick again? Yeah. Come on, Robert. You're my brother. Help me out. <laughs> oh man, I'm just gonna stick here to the drums. I'm gonna just do. Oh, all right. And then he goes, "All right, shun you guys. I'll do it shun. myself." <laughs> I love that you just you just adopted that into into our whole text war. (laughs) Shun you guys! Like I I need something. I need something strong here. Shun you guys! guys. It's like no, don't shun us! No. (laughs) So um, I'm really excited about this tonight because Striper, like we said, playing to hell with the devil in its entirety. What what are you looking forward to the most, Richard? Holding on. Oh really? I freaking love that song, and I don't think they've done it since the. To Hell with the Devil tour. I think Michael has said the vocals are pretty high on it. Mm. Oh, super high. Yeah, oh, but Michael God. still can oh hit gosh, those here right now. But, but yeah. But just the chorus of that, I'm holding on. Like it's I'm so high. Yeah. Wow. So I cannot wait. And uh, I think we talked about it in our text group, uh, Rockin' the World, too. I love mm-hmm. Rockin' the World. Yeah, you I've know what? As it. a drummer, too, like the beginning of Rockin' the World has one of the craziest drum beats. Because he goes off time from his hi-hat. And I remember that was kind of what taught me what off time was. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, I used to practice to, to Hell with the Devil album and Rockin' the World, it changes time and he's going on, like on a weird timing on his hi-hat. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it still blows my mind. Another real quick uh, geeky thing about To Hell with the Devil, I never knew until there was a book about Striper that came out, I think, around 2005. And 
I didn't know that the symbols in sing-along song are gated. I always thought Robert was grabbing oh. them. Oh, okay. Psst, yeah. psst, and I always loved that, psst. and that taught me how to choke a symbol. Wow. By practicing the sing-along song, because I thought Robert was choking the symbols. And then I read in this book that supposedly the symbols are gated in that song, and Robert was like upset about it, supposedly. But uh, that means that the, the, the recorded with a yeah, yeah like cut the, it off. the recording cuts off the the yeah, the, 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 yeah. Ring, uh, the right. sustain. But thanks to that gate, like I learned how to grab a symbol, yeah. like to hit it and grab it. So, but, well, and that, see, that's definitely a drummer thing. Who's picking up? Who picks up on that? It's like, oh man, it's like the symbol's just dying. It's like, like so you think it's like, okay, that's just that's a sample. That's yeah, a sample, right, right, sample, right, right, right. But, uh, but uh, that's yeah, it, just, right? Yeah, but how about of you? Of course, you picked up on that. <laughs> for me. Um, yeah, definitely calling on you. Just God, the music cuts out. The song ends with them saying, "Calling on you." Oh, it's the acapella. Yeah. yeah. Blows my mind every yeah. time, man. And, of course, just the end, more than a man. Just oh, like, yeah. Oh, what it's a like, great Seriously, tune. it's like, if he wants to call me up, it's just like, <laughs> one of you guys, kick me in the nads so I can hit that last note. <laughs> Peace out. And then I'll just go whine in the corner for about 10 minutes. Now, have you ever met anybody from Striper before? I don't think I have. Oh, great. So this is going to be a first yeah, few tonight totally. as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. Well, you know what's great, too, is for the last couple tours, I think... They've done a medley of, I think, To Hell with the Devil Free and Calling mm -hmm. on You. And they, I don't think they've played the full song. The, so right. I'm looking forward to hearing the full song. Well, and songs. I was talking to, to Rich from Fozzie earlier. He saw them in Atlanta, which I think was the second gig. This is probably like gig number 36 or 37. They're going to be so tight. Because oh, yeah. yeah. they've been playing that every single night. It's yeah. going to be like, bam, bam. And that's what I'm looking forward to is like, we've talked to certain songs, but I'm looking forward to the whole experience. Yep. Because I'm not sure. I've ever seen a band play an album in its entirety. I, I, I don't know if I have. Either. I saw Metallica do the Black Album, but they did it from back to front, which was smart because the yeah, big so they, hits yeah. are at the front. They end with Sandman rather got, than, you know, gotcha. uh, I got struggle with Metallica him. do Ride the Lightning. In its entirety. Oh, at the Orion yeah, Fest wow, when you guys City. played, right? Was, so, yeah, that was so awesome. I mean, it's a pretty cool... It's amazing. A pretty I, cool thing to see. I'm a huge fan of this band, Amon Amarth, and they did... Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Surter Rising, I think they did in it, its entirety, which was awesome. You, so, you, I love. Were they in the it. boat the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> they had the boat on stage. Yeah, you got yeah, to do it. me. You got to do me a favor. We're just getting ready to wrap it up here, and I got one more question. But before we do, you got to tell. Rich has been on my radio show when I had a radio show years ago. One of my favorite stories, and one of the reasons why I love you so much. You got to tell the story about Iron Maiden and uh, and your sweatpants. Oh yeah, <laughs> Howard has not heard this. No, this is already great. <laughs> oh thanks. Uh, this has nothing to do with Striper, but it's just a great. Richard Christie story. Excellent. Well, I was uh, I toured with a band called Demons and Wizards. It's uh, John from Ice Earth and Hansi from Blind Guardian, and uh, we were playing the Gods of Metal Festival in Milan, Italy, in 2000. We were playing right before Iron Maiden, and like Steve Harris was on stage off to the side of stage. I was freaking out. It was it was Demons and Wizards was a pretty big band in Europe. In Europe, it was like a yeah, super group, it was yeah. awesome. And I didn't get to play on the album, and I freaking love that album. So I was so psyched to get to do the tour. And so we we play, then uh, we get done playing, and Nico McBrain's right behind the stage. I get to say hi to him. He was funny as always and, and awesome. And so for Iron Maiden, I get to go out into the crowd at this massive soccer stadium in Milan, Italy. And um, at the sound stage, they always have the scaffolding build up in these yep. big festivals in Europe. And the second 
um, se- kind of second floor of the scaffolding is for all the press to take pictures because it's like the perfect right. view perfect of the view. stage. So I, I have a backstage pass, so I get to climb up to the second floor of the scaffolding. And meanwhile, Iron Maiden starts, and they're amazing. And it was that first tour back with Brave New World Tour, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and about halfway through the show, I got to pee really bad. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? I got to you know, go through 20,000 people to get backstage to use the bathroom. And I'm like, I'm going to miss a bunch of songs if I go to the bathroom backstage. So... I'm like, well, I guess I just got to piss my pants. <laughs> and so, but the problem was I was on the, the second floor was, it was grating. Like it wasn't, it wasn't an actual like floor. It was like a grating where my, you know, like a subway grate where liquid will go through the grating. And I was literally standing right above Iron Maiden's soundboard. So if I would have just pissed, it would have leaked down onto their soundboard and shorted out this the whole stadium festival show. So I crossed my legs and went back to the back of this, uh, of this area and like pissed my pants and made sure it all soaked into my camouflage <laughs> shorts that I was wearing. <laughs> And I was like, well, this ain't so bad. So I ended up doing it three or four more times for the rest of the show. And, uh, you know, because I, I brought a few beers with me. So, and then, and then I went, uh, you know, and then I got to see all of Iron Maiden. I didn't miss any songs. I was like, hey, why don't I do this at every show? So I went backstage. I remember John Schaefer saw me backstage. He, and, it, I, and I didn't even say a word. I pointed at my pants and they were soaked with piss. And he just started laughing. He's like, you're insane. That's your boss. And, yeah. And I literally walked right into the showers and showered with all my clothes on. I hope so. Because <laughs> you know you had to wear those again because you're on tour. I did. Oh, my yeah, God. So, okay. So, I, I, hold on. I got two things to say to this. Number one, your life is a circus. Number two, <laughs> number two. Why do I feel like I heard you did this at Coheed and Cambria? Oh, I've done it. At, yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> there's a, okay, so there are about four bands that, to me, there are no songs where I can go to the bathroom. Iron Maiden, Coheed and Cambria, Monomarth, and Striper. So if you see me crossing my legs at the Striper yeah, show you better tonight, go to the bathroom before. you're going to know what I'm up to. You're going to be like my son. Did you go to the bathroom, Richard? Did you go? Are you sure? <laughs> Do you need to potty? <laughs> you better ask me if I need to potty. Tonight, oh, big baby, go boom, boom. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you don't see me squeezing my cheeks together. <laughs> all right, last question. What's your favorite Striper song of all time? Free. Free. Quickly, yep, that's it, that's right? That's a song right that changed my life. I saw the video. Um, that's when I bought the cassette, uh, when I saw the video on Dial MTV. And it, to, to this day, it's my favorite song, favorite video ever, favorite drum intro Great ever. drum intro, yeah. Amazing. And the new Charred Walls of the Damned album on our first song into the first chorus, I do the exact intro to free. Yep, that's it. I can't even play that on drums. It's not hard. You realize that you just told everyone you legally stole stuff. I did, yeah. I hope it's okay to steal a drum beat. It was in tribute to Robert. So I love you, Robert. Howard? That's great. You know what? Uh, like free top five, uh, I think I got to go with two bodies. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. I can... I, I'm telling there is just, there is some magic to that album because I think because there was, there was some anger in yeah, it. Yeah, some unrest between yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and it came out in the songwriting and in just the delivery. Just, yeah, man, amazing. That song crushed. I'll, I'll give me. you that, too. I mean, I would say I would put that up there. The other one that always comes to mind for me is The Rock That Makes Me Roll. Oh, yeah. I love that riff. I love oh, the vocals heavy. on that. So it's heavy. so heavy. Just you think if anyone thinks Striper is all harmonies and 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 niceness, go listen to the rock that makes me yeah. roll. It is yep. dirty. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's something that's like, it's better than a priest riff. Even yeah. it's just so gritty and fun. Mm-hmm. And can I say we're talking to you, Brian Slagle, because Brian Slagle <laughs> gives me a hard time oh. about being a Striper fan. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. He compares them to, you know, Rat like, and yeah, some of those bands. Yeah, it's not. Oh. No, Striper is heavy. amazing and so heavy. And yeah. like wow. you said, kind of what you meant, said Howard earlier, is that they were the real rebels of the 80s because they never, I mean, we talk about, you know, the, against the law period, but through the whole 80s, they never wavered. They no. said, F you. You don't like it. This is our stance. This is who yeah. we are. And they and, just got bigger. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. So, and that's great. And so, yeah, Slago, I haven't seen you in probably five, six years no, wait, it was he just texted me a couple yeah, minutes ago. I think maybe about yeah, yeah like about four Slager. or five years. Yeah, yeah. You don't like Striper? Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> we pl- we played Striper at my wedding, and Brian was there, and I was like, "Listen to this, Brian. <laughs> Listen." To-. And Jim Florentine was there too, and Jim and I were both like, "Listen, Brian. Listen to how heavy Striper is. They're so much heavier than all those bands you compare them to." There's something I had to bring up. Do you know who played bass on Shining Star? Oh yeah, Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson. No dog. Yeah. I did not know that. Randy Jackson oh, yeah. from American Idol. Played awesome. on, on Shining Stars. So there you yeah. go. That's appropriate. See, even American Idol was uh, giving props to Striper. <laughs> oh, shoot. And speaking of, come on. Uh, well, we were talking about uh, Bloodgood and their guitar player, like uh, David Zafiro. Yeah, David Zafiro did. Uh, he recorded uh, Holy Soldier's first album. Oh, oh another wow. producer. Yeah. yeah. We could talk on and on and on, but we got a can rock I, show to see, man. I know. I know. And can I just tell? I wrote down a f- couple quick stories. Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very. I get very wordy when it comes to Striper. Oh, I just want to talk about how I took a. Oh, I took a picture of Michael Sweet from Metal Edge to my barber when I was 13 years old and tell him I wanted that haircut, <laughs> and he couldn't stop laughing for like 15 minutes. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> You're in Gainesville, Kansas, or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, Fort Scott, Kansas. Fort Scott, where my barber was. was. your hair that long then? It was. You used to oh, have wow. super long hair. I used to crimp it. Remember crimp? Oh, I crimped mine too. I used to crimp. I my, killed my hair. I burned it off. I, I had the too. worst hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's like each day I find out something that makes me love you more, Richard. <laughs> this is amazing. And uh, and my name is in Metal Edge. I think in 1988. I won an 8x10 signed Striper autograph, and they put my name. I was driving home from my, riding with my parents home from the grocery store, saw my name in Metal Edge, and started screaming and freaking out. They thought I was having an anxiety attack or something. And I was like, I'm in Metal Edge. And I took it to high school the next day and showed everybody. But let's be honest, it was Metal Edge. You won because you were the only dude that entered that for Striper. Well, like, they, they gave all five mad. of them away. So there were four other people across the country that want them <laughs> oh guys this has been great man I've, I'm so excited we got to do this and now the yep. best part we get to go watch Striper play to hell and the devil absolutely it's, uh, I can't it's entirety wait. thanks guys thank you, you got it thanks Howard do you look at other people enjoying podcasts and end up with a sad smile on your face a sad smile because you're deaf and can't enjoy a digital audio format 
We'll wipe that sad smile off your face and replace it with a neutral one or better, because here comes Braille Yeah! Braille Yeah! will take all your favorite podcasts, even the ones your narcissistic friends record, and print them out for you in Braille, with all the crosstalk and inside jokes that a low barrier to entry medium can provide. Can't read Braille? Braille Yeah! has got you covered with their Morse code package. They'll flash a bright light at you, so you can experience the podcast in the same way ships communicated at sea in the 1800s. Or get their VIP package, and Braille Yeah! will send a certified lip syncer to talk along with the podcast, so that you can read their lips. Imagine seeing the latest Talk is Jericho podcast performed firsthand by one of our award-winning podcast lip syncers. I promise you, they're not weirdos. To find out more about Braille Yeah, listen to the Team Tiger Awesome show every Sunday on the Jericho Network and Podcast One. Leave it to Team Tiger Awesome to figure out a way for everyone to enjoy podcasts, even the hearing impaired and the blind. Podcast lip syncers, that's what you need to do. Podcast lip syncers, that's why you need to subscribe on iTunes and leave them a rating and review. Uh, and do the same for the newest show on the Jericho Network, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. He debuted with a great episode featuring Andy Summers from the Police Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and Paul Dean from Loverboy. Check that out if you haven't heard it yet. And then his new episode that just came out on Monday with Ricky Rocket from Poison. They talk about everything. CeCe DeVille, Ricky's recent health care, uh, lipstick fix, uh, drumsticks and lipstick fix, which was my favorite thing that they had uh, on the back of the Poison record, the first one. The new Poison album, the upcoming summer tour with Tesla and Def Leppard. Get your rock on with Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. And thanks for helping us get our rock on today with the Heaven's Metal Meltdown with Howard Jones and uh, Richard Christie. If you want to start... Uh, Go back and listen to some great Christian heavy metal. Obviously, Striper is at the peak, but Baron Cross is amazing, especially if you like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. Bloodgood was really good. White Cross was 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 more of like a rat type sounding band who was awesome, and Guardian was was great as well. Sacred Warrior very Iron Maideny as well. So lots of great Christian metal bands out there. If you want to go find them and check them out, uh, and remind you about this as well. Talk is Jericho. That's us. Participates in the Amazon Associates program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide a means for me to earn fees by linking to Amazon.com and affiliated sites. You too can link to Amazon at PodcastOne.com by clicking on the Killer Deals button at the top of the page. You can also find all my great sponsors there as well. Sax.com. Go to SaxUnderwear.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off your first underwear at Battlechus. DDPYoga.com slash Jericho. Get 30% off the DDP Yoga app and all DDPY merch. BetDSI. Register at BetDSI.com. Use the promo code Jericho25. That's my last name. That's me and the number 25 to get 25 bucks for free plus a 100% bonus on your first deposit. All right. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And keep listening on Friday when we got the newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame and the new Raw GM, Kurt Angle, is going to be here. Who brings you the biggest guests in the most timely of fashions? I do. I do. I do. I do. All right. We'll see you on Friday. In the meantime, and in between time, stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy. It's true. It's damn true. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.